Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, in studio by my good friends and partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Father Christmas, Ronald J. Martin. Uh, boys, we have much to discuss today, including um, our love of Ligaris Roasters coffee. If you haven't done so already, run, don't walk to Ligaris Roasters. Um, a percentage of each uh, purchase you make will contribute to to us. So uh, it's cause marketing, tis the season. Uh, go to LagarisRoasters.com and buy some Happy Rant Signature Blend. And Piper, I want to get right into this. Hey, I have yeah. a quick question for you. Speaking of, of cause-related things, yeah. so there's this, I don't know if it's a heinous trend or mildly annoying or somewhere in between, but, you know, on social media, people donate their birthdays to a cause now. That's oh, sort fascinating. of a thing that wow. people do. I had no idea. Wow. You know, so people who would otherwise have not even remembered their birthday or given them a gift are now guilted into giving like 75 cents to the humane society or something. Sure. Like that. Sure. I wonder if we could just get all of our listeners to donate their birthdays to us. That would be mm. like, great. Be, you know, could you donate your birthday to the happy rant podcast? Yeah. I, I feel like it's a worthy cause, maybe more so than like the cat shelter that I saw somebody trying <laughs> to get money raised for. I love it. I, love um, it. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. I feel like as long as we're sort of, you know, doing leadership coaching and venturing mm. into entrepreneurial things. Absolutely. This seems like a, just a logical next step. Dude, as long as we're writing on glass and setting our goals for the next year, uh, 2019. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, yeah, I have a nice clear glass board up on my wall and I'm going to write, you know, get birthdays donated. Dude, to me too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make flowcharts and, and all sorts of things for 2019. But let's... Uh, hey, can I ask yeah. Can yeah. I ask where you get one of those? Where do you get one of those clear gold setting like boards? Because I want to buy one. Baby, you want to do some writing it. on glass and big strategic planning there itself? Yeah, I do. I totally want to do that. Yeah, because I'm because I, I have we're, we're hiring some new staff um, in this next year, and I need to have one of those for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I do you need to have one because you need to use it, or because you need to look the part when they show up? I mean, obviously the latter, but I but the, I still need to find where to buy the thing. You know, I bought one that I need to have it up there with like the hustle and bustle of other hipster people in the background of like an office setting so if you're really ambitious you can get like the whole background of like the you know the abandoned loft space that you work in that's super creative but uh right there are various so levels, right so i want it various levels i want the combo so i want the clear thing yeah. right but yeah. then we'll f- we'll frame it with some you know Barnwood or something. Yeah, of course you, you will. What are we animals? Yeah, I, mean, I wonder if there are like re- you know, I wonder if you can get like reclaimed windows. You yeah, know, to, yes. to use for that to kind of go with the the reclaimed pipe. That's a, that's absolutely brill, man. I I can't believe you just came up with that. That's that's a fantastico idea. Maybe you actually. Well, I was really de- I was really depressed because my first thought was like, well, there's like Office Depot, and then I'm like, that's so far below Ronnie that oh, absolutely. I couldn't even say those words out loud to you in good conscience. And so it has to be a reclaimed window. Well, Pipe, somewhere. we have from somewhere, we have like nine of them from our like Christmas Eve decorations from 2017. I mean, I just got to I just got to walk into our storage closet. I mean, I already I have them. You know what would be sweet is like a reclaimed windshield from a truck or something and wow. hang that up because it's, you know, it just sort of adds a whole different it. aesthetic to the office. Piper, yeah, do you think that Ronnie's idea. storage closet at Substance just looks like, it looks like backstage at a Wes Anderson movie. You know what I mean? Just hipster ephemera. <laughs> you guys, I'm not kidding. I'm going to take a picture of it. Yeah, yeah. Please. I'm going to take a picture of it tomorrow and I'm going to send it to you guys. And you, you, like, you are so far on the mark right now, Big T. No, you, don't even, you don't even, you don't even know it. Know you don't even know it. Baby, speaking of being on the mark, I want to talk. I want to talk about something, and I want to discuss it with the three of you. 
Um, and, it, and it pertains to Ron Martin, Pipe. Or the two of us. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the three of you. Right. Um, <laughs> baby, it concerns your Christmas letter, um, which was less of a letter mm. and more of just a poster featuring an image of yourself. And then on the back, another image of yourself. It was a reversible poster. It was a reversible was poster in which, like, you know, it was basically two, two versions of the same pose. And, and this, this raised the question here amongst the staff of the Happy Rant. Um, what are our Christmas letter philosophies? And Big R, I think you're the only one out of the three of us that sends uh, something out at Christmas. Um, Piper, I want you to describe Ron's Christmas letter. Uh, because this is radio and not television, and then and then walk us through your own Christmas letter philosophy. Yeah, so so like like we said, it was a reversible poster, so it was a mm-hmm. it was I would consider it an oversized card. Yeah. Uh, so it it holds a prominent place on my refrigerator right now, which I can't <laughs> see. So I'm doing this all from memory, mm-hmm. but it was so memorable, I think I can get it mm-hmm. uh, pretty much correct. And so it was Ron and Big M uh, in two very very different sort of poses, both sort of um, both sort of candid and showing different sides of their personality. Oh, baby, so that was the least was that of, was the least candid thing ever, though. There was very much a photo shoot involved. Yeah, well, yeah. sure, but it was a it was like, like a super candid. candid photo shoot. Yeah, 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 like stock photo candid. Sure, they, sure. But yep. here's the thing: easy. They're such they're such beautiful people that they can pull <laughs> off like the the stock photo candid thing. Kind of perfectly, and so beautiful Ronnie people his, absolutely his... delighted with with the, the way they look. Just thrilled. Yes, I mean, <laughs> if if you look if you look like sort of the perfect Christmas couple, why would you not send oh, absolutely. out a reversible poster? Dude, I'd send one out every week. Just like I, that. I'd send one out just for yeah. minor holidays too, like Columbus <laughs> I Day. Feel like Ronnie you know? should, I feel like Ronnie should do one of these. He should do like an advent calendar of, of himself. This. So it's one, it's yeah. 20, 25 days of the perfect Christmas. Boys, calendar. I'm writing Harvest House for my, my Christmas follow-up right now. About 25 days of Ron by Harvest House. I love it. <laughs> But I think I think that the the part that really sealed the deal. Well, there was two things. One was Ronnie was wearing the perfect shirt, which is the black and red, you know, flannel, hipster you know, Christmas check kind of. Just it, yeah. it's the cl- it's the classic like faux lumberjack, pseudo Christmassy, just Nashville Christmas all around. Yeah, yeah. The other was that he did the the classic Ronnie duck lips. On oh, yeah. one of the sides of this poster, that's the side that I am displaying on my fridge because that—that's the Ronnie I want to remember always. <laughs> of course it is. In case you've forgotten what he looks like, he sent you a, a handy reminder, a handy Christmas reminder. <laughs> I will also say that my kids, every time I put up a Christmas card, of which I put up like three because I don't get sent very many, uh, my kids ask, "Who is this?" But with Ronnie, they said, "Who is this? <laughs> Who does this and guy so think was, he is?" There was a, <laughs> there was a much different uh, sort of overwhelmed, yeah. mildly incredulous tone yeah. to it as opposed to like the, oh, who's this dude you probably work with? And then I told them it's somebody at podcast was, and then the, their next question was, "Is he funny?" <laughs> so apparently, you give off you give off vibes of funny to nine year olds, Ron. That's, that's fascinating. I, I think that's a good thing. I think it is a good thing. We could no do a argue. whole episode on on your daughter's reactions to this uh, to this Christmas card. Um, <laughs> that's true. Now, I, I don't know about you, Pipe, but for me, like I can I can set my watch by like. The various personas of people in my life, my life, and um, and what their Christmas card is going to look like. Like sometimes you get the, um, like the long sort of blow by blow recap of all the fabulous things that 
that I've done during the year. Sometimes it's just like, look at how amazing I look, which is Ron's Christmas card philosophy. Um, now, Piper, have you ever sent yeah, one of these? It didn't, it didn't really have any words on it. Cause I think it said like Merry Christmas from the Martins, which no, is no, no, a no, wonderful no. greeting. But I don't think there was no like there was no accompanying read about. No, it, it said Happy Christmas. It was just very clearly like this. This photo is worth a thousand words and it's two sided. So you get two thousand words of Martin it, just right. It's here. Happy Christmas because Ron's in his like being British phase, I think. Isn't that what they say? I'm always in my I'm always in my being British phase, baby. Of course, baby. Of course. And it did have it did have a uh, it did have a quote from the song I heard the bells on the back. Now, Ron, talk us through this. Have you guys always sent out like just kind of the self poster for Christmas, or have there been other iterations of this? Have you ever done a letter? Have you done like just a more standard, you know, kind of quote unquote family Christmas card? What's what's been the the evolution of this thing for you? Well, I mean, I don't know. It's it's like, fellas, it's still just it's just a photo at the end of the day. I mean, I don't, well, I mean, it's two photos. I mean, don't you know, two, yourself two, short. two large photos. Photo. First of yeah. all, it's two photos. Yeah. And well, second of all, it's not just a photo. I mean, it, it was it was a yeah, I'm not even going to explain how we got to it because it doesn't matter. But no, yeah, we've always it. done a we've always done a photo. Mm-hmm. Um, we've never done a letter. One year, check this out. So one year we did do a letter, but it was a faux letter. And it was like saying all this crazy stuff that didn't actually happen. Ooh. And um, so it's kind of funny, like faux letter. Yeah. And this was a long time ago. And literally one person actually like called me after they got the car and they said, dude, are you, are you okay? Because <laughs> they like took it seriously. Yeah, now you know Christians yeah. don't do funny, baby. So Right, exactly. You, you, you so mishandled it was, it was one of those things. There. Yeah, yeah one of I those totally things. mishandled. But yeah, we've always done a photo and um, we, well, no, last year we didn't do a photo. We had somebody like draw us. So just to bring it up a notch for you boys, we had wow. somebody like yeah, to actually do like a drawing. Now, is it going to be an oil painting my, next year? Is it gonna, are, are we going to get each a little, a little canvas in the mail? <laughs> uh, that would be fantastic. Suitable for, be yeah, suitable for mounting over the, over the fireplace, Piper? I would love, are you an oil painting? That would be, the, that's the stuff that my dreams are made of. An oil painting Absolutely. of my favorite person. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think you should get Megan Tennant to draw your Christmas card for next year. The she thing is, it's, she has. Happy rant illustration. I think it would be perfect. I'm not so into funny, though, at Christmas. So that's where I Apparently get... Apparently your audience isn't either. So. I know. I get a little squeamish with funny at Christmas. I'm too serious about Christmas. Baby, so if you're, not, if you're not so into funny, like how would you characterize the, the mood or the tone of the, of the card that you sent out? Like well, dude, on, it's on the festive, spectrum. right? It, okay. It's festive. festive. Yeah, it's like, it's like light. It's like... I mean, it's like the sesh was like we didn't even know we were taking pictures. That's how natural. Oh yes, yeah. right. The, the hipster photographer. Yeah, we went to this. You're gonna love this, baby. Listen, house. true story. No, we went to a. We went to this little. I'm not lying, boys. I went to this farm to table craft show. Of course you did. And yeah. this this woman had this little thing set up. Big M looks at me and goes, "Do you just want to do the Christmas photos now, or should we wait?" I said, "Now sounds fantastic." Mm. So we literally stood up there. I'm not kidding. We did like 10 poses, 10 shots. Mm. That was two of them. Boom, done. Wow. Now, was there a long meeting between the two of you to pick out like the best, the best shot? Only two hours. Okay. <laughs> two hours. Clear the schedule for the afternoon. Hold all my calls. Only two hours, three fights, seven disagreements. And then uh, we slept on it, woke up in the morning, had another deliberation, decided on Prayed this. Prayed about it. Which yeah. of you... 
Which of you two is the uh, always hates every picture of themselves? Because I feel like um, in every neither. family there's one of those. I, I think no, neither. no, no, Pipe. You should know who that is because I think he's one of your co-hosts. So uh, I, I assumed as much, but yeah. also you're, oh, I thought you were asking very... between between Ron and Big M. And the, I was yeah. And the no, answer, Big the M is neither. Big M is dude. No, 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 Big M is way more photogenic than I'm. I'm not just saying that either. She she really is. Whereas me, like I, I man, I, I have to pick ones that are just on the spot, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I have to be a little more uh, critical than she does. You know, I'm not Big M. I'm go. not beautiful, boys. Mm-hmm. I'm a man. You know, I'm a lumberjack. Feel so like absolutely. you're digging for compliments. I'm not at all. A little bit, listeners. Please tweet at Ronnie that he is in fact beautiful. Just do it in a really like not creepy way, please. I mean, you are the only two men that have called me beautiful this year. So let me just put it out like that. Really? Well, yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, like my congregation, like nobody goes around calling me beautiful. I, dude, you know? now, now, let hey, me, Ronnie, that was a great sermon, and you're beautiful. Let me, let me ask you one more question recently. because I think I, I think maybe like your christmas card philosophy is going to diverge a little bit from what's typically seen in the midwest like ha- have have you gotten any responses from from midwesterners on like huh like really interesting poster of the two of you um or, or do they know yeah. you well enough by this point to know that that's, that's well baby i don't i mean I, i'm not really getting the whole poster thing that you guys keep bringing up uh-huh. but um yeah i mean we've gotten yeah, every time someone gets our card, I feel like we get like a text, mm. and everybody's you know everybody uh, you know they dig it. I don't know, I don't know. Well, th- well, there you have it, Piper. I don't know what to say. I don't Piper know what to say, you guys. Man, it's awkward. You guys have put me in an awkward place. I don't know what to say. It's just a card. We did you it. Know? We put him in the awkward place, Piper. Well, let's. Uh, it's just a card that succeeded. It's just a card yeah. that we take eleven months to plan every year. Exactly. It's just a card that <laughs> we, that we fell into by going to a hipster farm to table. We really did, dude. That is absolutely the truth, man. We literally fell into this one. Usually, it's like this whole thing where we got to go take it and everything. I was so pumped mm-hmm. that we just sort of did it. You know, on the spur of the moment, and Big M liked it, and we were good and ready to go. So you wouldn't say that this was a goal that you'd set like last New Year's. You didn't set this goal. No, no, it's not a goal if it's if it's a standard, right? It's not a goal if it's something you accomplish every year without even having to like plan it. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. not at all. So this didn't involve goal setting of any kind, which is a thing that we want to talk about. That's our our second topic. So radio segue. Um, Do you boys set goals for the new year? So. Uh, Piper, let's start with you. Um, we talked a little bit off the air about uh, about writing on glass and, and how to make that happen and, and goal setting and leadership and all these things that just the three of us as business moguls are passionate about. Um, what does that look like for you, Piper? See, I do set goals. I have no glass boards to write them on. But Well, that's a problem. I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a naturally uh, organized person. Mm-hmm. Which means that I have to try really hard to keep anything in order. Pipe, that surprises so, me. Well, yeah, I'm surprised by that. I've too. learned how to. You strike I've me as being like uber do. organized. That would have been my impression. I agree. Wow. Well, I I'm I, I have I have two very different sets of genetics. You know, on, my dad is a robot, mm-hmm. which means that he is as organized as you'd expect a robot to be, and my mom is. Uh, Call her a bit more free spirited when it comes to just sort of like she'll just jump at whatever opportunity comes up and take a you know travel adventure writing a book whatever, Uh, and so I'm I'm of of two minds. But I set goals because it's the only way that I can make sure I follow through on stuff. Yeah, I just tend to start things and then not finish them otherwise. So it's it's not goal setting in this for the sense of like achievement as much as these are the things I want to make sure I follow through on this year. If that makes sense. So. 
whether it's reading goals or fitness goals or whatever, it's just being consistent in stuff. That's so that's my philosophy of goal setting. So it's much less about looking back and going, look at all that I accomplished this year and much more about I, you know, I fulfilled the things that I wanted to be consistent in. Yeah, there you go. What about you, Big R? Goals? Yeah, I think mine are more like um, I have stuff in my head. You know, I, I'd like to see maybe this, you know, kind of <coughs> unfold. I'd like to see. Yeah, I don't know. I Yeah, I don't really write anything down. I've never been one of those guys necessarily. I just always have a couple of things in my head where I'd be like, it's mainly project stuff or it's artistic stuff typically. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't I don't know, but I've never been a massive – and it's, or it's usually like, man, I just want to uh, – I want to get into like a new routine. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to like change my routine a little bit. So it's – it's really mundane stuff for me. It's not, none of it's ever like I, I always like I always try to avoid the super like epic like oh man I'm gonna you know do this and that and this is gonna change and yeah, this yeah. time next year this will be completely 180 and yeah I just I've always tried to avoid that because it's just I I would at least like to like to dream about things that might have the potential of coming true right <laughs> yeah yeah that makes sense well I think I think for me if you set moderate goals and you do it sort of year after year so I don't know this may be my fourth or fifth year of doing it with any intentionality you do end up accomplishing much bigger things you know Mm. so if your goal is to write a book yeah maybe write a book is not the right goal but like finish a proposal and submit it is the right goal. And then the next year it's, you know, take the next step or something like that. And then over the course of time, you look back and you're like, oh, I did the creative thing that I wanted to set out and do, or I did accomplish something bigger. But it, it's much more, it, it's almost like a to-do list for me in that way. Just sort of these are the things that I need to be, that, like the steps I need to take this year to keep moving in the right direction. Yeah, I like it, man. I think it's good. I think it's good. What about you, baby? Are you a... Baby, I'm not. I'm guessing. I'm not a goal setter. I'm guessing you're not a goal setter. No, man. I just, I just get more work and then do the work. Like I I just feel like that's how it's always been. And you um, let it come to you. Well, no. I mean, I, I, you know, I I go out and hustle a little bit for the work, but especially earlier on. But um, yeah, my goal I think has been the same for like the last five years, which is uh, I just want to be part owner of a minor league baseball team, baby. That's all I want. (laughs) You know, just it's a modest small. goal. Just something small. Take it. You know, take it small. Take it start small. Slow. Start slow. That's right. <laughs> just manageable little chunks. So, like the glass board that I have in my office, where I do just all my brainstorming and my chart drawing and my strategic planning. Um, do you have lots of quadrants? Dude, I got quadrants. Like I got arrows. I've got flow charts. Um, but really, all all it says is minor league baseball. And I don't even have to erase it and, and rewrite it from year to year. It just baby, would you, you just, consider the you Toledo Mudheads? I just erased the year, yeah. So like I, I like now I'll just put a nine uh, after the one, and I'll be I'll be good to go for the year. So I've really streamlined that. It's good time management by me, I think. So, um, baby, you had a question. Baby, would you consider the uh, the Toledo Mudheads? <laughs> baby, I would. I, are are you kidding me? I mean, that's like a dream, you know. Yeah, I'm just asking. The, I, don't, I don't know what your yeah, standards are. I'm just asking. The Manhattan of Upper Ohio. I mean, of course I would. I, to own a yeah. to own a baseball team in that thriving market, baby. We could have all the tortilla soup we wanted in downtown Toledo. Oh my goodness. Um, oh my goodness. It would be like a dream. So all the tortilla tomato soup we wanted. So yeah, that's cold. that's it. So any any right cold. That's uh, just a culinary delight there in the greater Toledo area. So any any reps from the Toledo Mudhens. Uh, or any other minor league baseball organization, just bring me on board as a minority owner, and uh, and and 
you know, you'll fulfill a dream. I can check that off my glass board finally. Not to be confused with an owner who is a minority. Because no, no. Ted is still <laughs> middle-aged white and Baptist. Absolutely the that. devil. So a, a middle-aged white heterosexual Baptist devil. Like if that's what you're looking for, then. Okay, uh, so here's here's guy. my question. It fits perfectly in the world of baseball. Absolutely. It actually does. Absolutely. Here's my question, though, for you boys is yeah. this. What, um, if you weren't ashamed or afraid to make just an outrageous, kind of going off of what you just did, Big T, mm-hmm. which is, you know, part owner in a minor league baseball team. Mm-hmm. Like, what would be a goal that you, you wish you could set or you would like to set, even though you, you know it would never come yeah, to Yeah, that's a good question, baby. What about you, Pipe? Ah... It's like playing hot potato here. He's it is. Around the, passing around the terrifying question. It um, is. What thing that I would just sort of dream something of? Something audacious, uh, man. Something something outlandish. Yeah, maybe not even a dream. Just some, It doesn't even have to be a dream as much as it's something like you. if you knew you said it, it would never come true. It might not even have to be that crazy. You just know you would never really do it. Or like this is the one thing that would get like – that would get you excited. That would get like the blood. Yeah, you would, yeah, you would love to do it. Like mm-hmm. you would love to want to do it, but you're old enough now to know not to set it because you just know at this point it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think I'm um, in the past. It, it probably would have been like a career as a coach of some kind, mm. which I guess that's still on the table. Like I guess I'm not so old that I that I couldn't still dream about that. But yeah, so switching jobs to be a. a like a high school football coach or something like that would be Ooh. on the table for me mm. or being like or writing fiction mm. is the other one because that is something that I think about often and never ever do mm. because it terrifies me. I like it. Pipe. <laughs> I like it. What about you, Big R? What's the, should, what's the, maybe I should start, one? maybe I should start with a Christmas novel. Maybe that's my, maybe that's <laughs> there my you go. There you go. Well, pipe. I mean, I think, that's what's so crazy is I, I think we're – I think I have the same – I mean – so I finished one Christmas novel that got rejected by everybody because it didn't have a Christmas novel title. And, um, and so I've Maybe been a little slow on I, – I don't, I don't know if I want to say. I don't know if okay. I want to say. Yeah, you don't have to say. Yeah, definitely don't have to But um, I probably will say in a minute. But yeah. anyway, that – so I'm, I'm writing <laughs> – I'm writing the new one, which is about as Christmassy and titled as you can possibly get. But I just like I I'm prop Christmas socks. Is it that? No, one? no. It's called the Christmas song. Ooh, oh, okay. yeah, yes, yeah. I know a lot of a lot of mystery there. A lot of uh, a lot of intrigue. Um, but I I I'm, dude, I'm literally probably forty percent done with it. I got the whole like I know I know where everything's going. Mm-hmm. When I actually write it, it goes quickly, and I just can't get I just can't get myself. To like get down and, and finish that thing. I mean, it might have to do with the other ninety four things I got going on in my life, mm. but um, yeah, I would love to just get down in that thing, wrap it up, and just start getting the rejection letters. Absolutely. Again, I'm just uh, yeah. Just get to that. That's invigorating. Absolutely. That makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Baby, what are you? So yeah, what I'm, are you drinking I'm, there? In I'd the love studio? to do that. I got a little. Uh, I got a little pomegranate fizz. A little palmy. Ooh, a little palmy. Now is that yeah. sounds heinous. Is that LaCroix? Is that a LaCroix flavor? No, it's not. It's legit. It's like legitimate, like delicious pomegranate, like high end soda. Ooh. <laughs> Locally sourced pomegranate. And by high end it means I, I paid like a lot of money for it. Yeah. Did you get it at the same place where you got your, your hipster poster taken? Farm um, to table? No, but but something Farm to table But something similar, yeah. yeah. Something similar. Yeah. Farm to bottle. So I like it. Farm to bottle. Right. Boys, you know what? You know what our listeners liked? 
they really liked our theologian name generator. Um, they had a lot of fun with that. And what's more, they sent us a lot of feedback on it. And um, it's funny the shows, boys, that, uh, that listeners like a lot. And this last one that we dropped last week was, was one that they loved. And, you know, I didn't necessarily wrap that episode thinking, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. That's, that's gold. Um, you know, later. Does that ever happen with this show? Later on, I mean, after I review the tapes, as, as you guys do, because we're pros in this business, <laughs> we, we pour over the tapes and, and break them down and really study. I think I realized we had something, something magical there in the can. But uh, our listeners liked it, and they sent us a lot of um, their theologian names. So if you guys are okay with it, uh, I want to run down a few of these, a few, a few of the, the better contenders and get your uh, feedback on whether or not it works as a theologian name, okay? Um, I'm going to start with, let's see, Clyborne Goldsworthy Bertolini. <clears throat> mm. Clyborne Goldsworthy Bertolini. What are your thoughts on that as a theology name, theologian name? <clears throat> that... See, the first two, Clyborne, Goldsworthy, that goes so well together. Then you add on the Bertolini, and I'm like, wait a minute. Is this like an upper-crust Englishman or like an Italian dock worker? Dude, yeah, right. It's like, like, a, it's like an English. Pa- want some pasta. Like an English person and an Italian <laughs> married. Like it was almost pretentious enough, and then, it, and then the last name kind of kind of brings it, brings it down a little bit. Um, yeah, somebody's family is very disappointed in them for that marriage. That's that's what that's what that name leads me to believe. Dude, like, they married for love. In-laws who are real upset about that. They married for love, and, and God bless those kids. Yeah. You know, they're gonna make it. Um, that could be a that th- this could be a a premise for a Christmas novel. Big R. Um, mm. You know, British guy visiting the states. You know, working through mm-hmm. some stuff over Christmas. Meets a a nice Italian girl. I don't know. Things happen. Or it would it's, be the other it's way. It's like the movie The Holiday, except you know, like PG because we were going to publish this in the Christian market. Absolutely, right? it wouldn't have a few things. It has to have. It has to have no content. No, and by no PG content. you mean G. Because <laughs> PG is really pushing the envelope. Yeah. Now I got one. I got one that I want to drop. Drop on you guys. Um, Princeton Beaky Beaky. <laughs> what do What do we make of this? So that. That one came in from uh, one of our followers whose Twitter name is not Joel Beaky, so he's pretending to be Joel Beaky. Uh-huh. And his his comment on it was, if this seems a little bit self-congratulatory, well, I am reformed. Of course. Wow. So I, en- I enjoyed that. I didn't know you pronounced it Beaky. Is it really Beaky or Beaky? I have no idea. I'm probably getting I, it wrong. I, I'm going with Beaky. Beaky Ooh. sounds funnier. Who is Joel Beakey? Yeah, what's I, his deal? Like, what's what's the real Joel Beakey known for? He's a Ligonier guy, isn't he, Pipe? Ah, uh, he's at where is he? He's <clears throat> he's at a reform school in Michigan, I think. But he's oh, a nice. he's like he writes on the Puritans and all. I mean, just very very Puritan theology, very guy. straight down the fairway reform stuff. Interesting, yeah, interesting. Boys, it just this just came to mind, and I know I've told the story on the podcast before, but the best Christmas photo I ever saw, I think it was. Um, Oh, it was Sproul. You you mentioned oh, absolutely. You mentioned 100%. Sproul. Yeah. So I, I was at yes. Katie Y's house. This had to be like eight years ago up in Michigan. I was hanging out with Katie Y, looking at his. We were standing around in the kitchen, and he had gotten a Christmas letter from Sproly. And the picture on the on the cover, it was Sproul in like a king's chair. Uh, like what, what what do they call the chair that the the the, um, the, the throne. throne? Yeah, he was sitting on a throne. <laughs> 
with like a huge like Great Dane sitting like regally beside him. No, yes. he was not. Baby, as funny? I sit here, this was the this was a Christmas. No, movie. he did I, not have a I'm Great Dane. I'm googling this because somebody had to have posted this somewhere. No, no, this is, yeah, this was this. a real thing. So so it was Sproly in a throne with a huge like this great this Great Dane had to weigh you know two bills. Um, you know, huge Great Dane That's sitting incredible. with the bearing of a king next to Sproli, and then the wife like at the shoulder. You know what I mean? The wife standing at the shoulder, Vesta. Oh, and Vesta it was Sproul. just money. Um, it was really, really incredible. So that's something to aspire well, to, baby, for future. Dude, if there was anybody that could pull that off, it was RC, man. Dude, he totally I pulled mean, it off. Is there, totally, totally. Is there anybody else that could do that in, yeah. in, in this community? But dude, Sproul. I don't think so. I don't think so. It was, uh, it was just nicely done, man. Nicely done. I mean, dude, he is shot. the, I mean, he is the, I mean, he is the king of reformed theology, man. He's the, although yeah. I don't know, he wasn't number one on the list, though, was he, baby? No, he wasn't. I mean... No, he wasn't. So I don't even know why I just said that. Baby, let me lay another name on you. This one I think has legs, boys, in sort of the the hipster sojourn kind of way. So if you're a if you're a rising theologian in that space, as you are, Big R, um, this this could this could have name potential. Kansas mm. Spurgeon Ballard. Yeah, Kansas that almost Spurgeon. Sounds, that almost sounds believable, given yeah. how everybody like makes up their names for their kids now. That thing, like, yeah. that thing, sounds almost believable. Kansas Spurgeon Ballard sounds like the the guy who's just like a little too young. You know what I mean? Like he's twenty nine. He's dropped this like big time you know book on the Christian market. He's wearing his you know his Red Wing boots, like um, a little bit lumberjacky. Yeah, Kansas Spurgeon Ballard could be like. And he he would have the super hot wife, and it'd be sort of like li- the 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 lifestyle couple. You know what I mean? Like be yeah. be like us. Or, this is what you aspire to. Or kind of is thing. this? I mean, yeah. to to be fair, why is this? I mean, with the name like Kansas, I believe Kansas is a a gender ambiguous name. It sure is. Could Piper. this be the rising female theologian? Oh, the one we've all been waiting for Piper, because we've easy. you know we've used up all the token female theologians. She's a graduate of really JWA, the Jin right Wilkin Academy. So maybe that first graduating <laughs> class from JWA. Um, I could see it. JWA's a great school, baby. I mean, I know we poke fun, but it's a great school. Baby, it's a really yeah. good school. Really, really good school. Where is JWA located? Okay, so uh, Texas. There you go. I like hey, it. so here's a name that I think is legit. Okay, I think yeah, lay it on for me. all the ha-ha, putting all the ha-ha aside, I think this one literally sounds like half the people I know who have kids under the age of two right now. Uh-huh. And it's <laughs> McCormack Athanasius Dunham. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's legit. Man. I, I think I, I think there are three of those who go to church with me. Actually. Exactly. exactly. Of course there is. Dude, they got to use two like name tags in the nursery. You know, yeah. they got to print two of them because they're so long. <laughs> dude, um, McCormack Athanasius Dunham is literally. I mean, that like when a when a dude comes to me that's like their first morning at church. I'm like, hey, what's going on? What you know? Oh, hey, what's your son's name? And they say that name. I just don't even blink now. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Oh, of, old hat. Of course it is old hat yeah and, and when they want to feel like the kid is masculine even though they're not going to let him play a sport and they're going to send him to classical school they call him mac you know the right. dad's like no no call him mac and the mom's like no no call him mccormick athanasius well then, and, and then, then, they, when they, <laughs> then when they and then they try to find the right way to to shorten athanasius and they're like fanny no, no that, yeah. that actually sounds like a weird undergarment like you can't that <laughs> That doesn't work. Uh, well, then they they do things like so. Then then when they try to explain the name, right? So they'll be like, so maybe you've heard of this book called The Road. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And you're like, you're yeah. like, no, I I know exactly where you got the name, dude. It's cool. We don't have the, to go the down road that by path. McCormack, you know? McCormack McCarthy. 
I love it. And I've heard of Athanasius. Like, it's cool, Piper, man. You don't got to get all into it. Piper, what's, like what's your favorite the of, of these? In, yeah, my favorite is the one where the guy sent in... Uh, so, I was waiting for one of these, and it's a numbered street. Yeah. So, it's 12th Owen Callison. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And I just, I looked at that and I was like, you know what? Somebody's going to name their kid 12th. Like he's the 12th like kid in his reformed that, family. That makes sense. <laughs> that's right. He's, yeah, he's right he's before mom died. Kids. Yeah. 12th is cool. It sounds like a Kanye name. You know what I mean? I'm naming it does. my son 12th. Yeah, yeah. Kanye would name his kid 12th. Or is this like an ode to the papacy where it's like Owen the 12th? Whoa. You know, Pope, Pope Owen the 12th. And so it's sort of, it's sort of. Per, like, High church. That's big now. This whole Pipe, you just thing. went next level with that man. With that thought. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I when I did my, you know, so what was I? It was uh, it was Elliot Bonhoeffer Piper, if I recall correctly. Strong. I was saved because I spent my entire life living on Eleventh Avenue, <laughs> except for the first three months of my life. And oh. since the rule was the first street you ever lived on, I got saved. Otherwise, I would have been. 11th Bonhoeffer Piper, <laughs> which isn't nearly as cool as Elliot. Oh, That's Piper, true. you're saved, dude. You're saved, all right. You That's are true. saved. Thank, thank God the Pipers lived on Elliot Avenue for a Oh, few my months. God. That's all I've ever thought, man. That's all I've ever yeah. thought coming here from Ecclestone, Peterson, Martin. You know? Dude, that's strong, too. Which is, EP which is Martin. an absolute winner. Yeah. EPM, man. Yes. EPM. What was it. yours, baby? What was it again? Baby, mine was, uh, let's see, Greenwood, Grudem, Cluck, Gigi. So yeah, GG. Yeah, Clark. Greenwood is ridiculous. Yeah, Greenwood Grudem Clock. I mean, I think you I think you take the uh you take the the podcast title hands down in terms of the three of us. It's Greenwood. Not bad, I love Greenwood. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I only know four the, Greenwoods at my church right now. Yeah, and then there's the, the Lee Greenwood, <laughs> you know, who probably goes to your church. Um yeah, then there's the the uh the the potential for shortening, GG. Um and, and we got a didn't we get a text along those lines, Piper? From uh, one yeah, of our we, listeners, because we talked about how Gigi was like a grandma's name, and one of our humorous listeners sent in uh, something and said, "Actually, Gigi would be like the sassy grandma." And then they they sent a picture of I want to say it was the lady from John and Kate Plus Eight. You remember that show from yeah several yes. years yeah, yeah. ago, it, where she had she had the the mom haircut where it's like short in the back and kind of yes. gets longer in the front. And she's like, and this is what Ted's hair would look like if he was a Gigi. And it was it was a pretty picture perfect tweet. Dude, that's actually. so true. Yeah, Christy Yankee, tip of the cap to that that picture. And that's actually what my hair looked like in the nineties. So, you know, it's not hard for me to <laughs> as as you were growing it to its current luxurious. Exactly, length. exactly. It's not hard for me to envision what that <laughs> what that might look look like in a grandma context. But uh Boys, we uh, we need to get going because we have some serious writing on glass to do. We have some serious goal setting to do as we look forward uh, to twenty. 20- you have an appointment with somebody that was scheduled on the spreadsheet on their <laughs> end that you have to, I, to get. I to do, it. man. So lots good. of lots of urgent things, pressing things, and um, you know we're gonna we're gonna get to that um, and and many other things as we look ahead to growing our empires, our coffee empires, um, hopefully my minor league baseball empire. Uh, and, and for you guys, fiction writing, man, I feel like 2019 is going to be the year of the novel for you boys. So, uh, mm. I look forward to, to, to mm. seeing what gets produced. Now, are you going to be one of those like obnoxious NaNoWriMo, like posting your word count every, every day during the month of November? Is that going to be like part of the persona fiction wise? Well, is it, isn't that the only way to write a novel? Absolutely. I didn't know you could do it any other way. You can't thought, do it in solitude. Can do that with all of his? Yeah. Don't do it in solitude. <laughs> no one's ever done that. I was under the impression that like 
I don't know, J.K. Rowling was posting daily word count updates throughout you know the entirety of the 90s as she wrote Harry Potter. Well, so if she didn't, I, it was a missed I take my inspiration from that, so buckle up, listeners. Here we go. Daily Absolutely. word counts for the entirety of 2019. Dude. Dude, I love it. Is that the literary equivalent of like one of those CrossFit weirdos like posting their their workout routines every day? I think it is. It's it's like that except even less secure. Interesting. Yeah. You know, because cuz at least CrossFit the the one good thing about it is that it's communal. Like you do it with other people and so there's a level of like inspiration amongst friends there, I guess if you want to find something good. Posting a word count is I, there's no reason to do that. It's just stupid. What? Like there's you, all you're doing is begging for compliments. Or like you can do it, buddies. Well, <laughs> there you have it, folks. Uh it's just stupid. And begging for a compliment, which I feel like we're not exactly above doing that on the show. So uh if you also begging for money, please donate your birthday to the happy room. Absolutely. And and while we're begging for things, go to uh Go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. That's the only kind we're interested in. We uh, we have no use for your feedback. Uh, but if you want to fawn, if you want to leave a five-star, uh, we would be more than happy to uh, receive that just as we wind the year down. And I think that helps with uh, with rankings and you know getting us on the you know the German podcast top 100 at some point in our future, which I guess is another goal. So uh, I can write that on the glass too. But boys, we have uh, we have yeah, done what we always do. We have wandered to and fro, and until next time, Rachel the Held Evans. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg, and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app, or go to joshuafun.com to listen and subscribe.